Wonderful. We're just going to spend some time now just thinking uh, together all about Christmas. It's good for us just to turn to God's Word. Uh, here at Cape Way, we believe the Bible is, is God's Word uh, to His world. Uh, and so we love to give our attention uh, to what He's saying to us. Uh, and as we look at God's Word, that passage that uh, John read to us from Luke chapter 2, uh, we're just going to ask two really simple questions. Very simple questions. Here are the questions. What is Christmas all about? What's Christmas all about and who is Christmas for? First question, what is Christmas all about? From looking at our Christmas celebrations, it's not always real easy to tell, is it, uh, what Christmas is all about? Take, for example, the, uh, the Christmas songs. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Away in a manger, the holly and the ivy, and then that classic uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. It's not easy to tell from those songs what Christmas is all about. Or take the Christmas gifts, <laughs> the mandatory socks. Everyone gets, at least if you're a dad, you get socks. There's the chocolates, there's the gold, there's the frankincense, there's the myrrh, and then there's more socks. <laughs> well, what's Christmas? All about. What about Christmas animals? Do they help us understand what Christmas is all about? The donkey, the turkey, the sheep out in the field nearby, and the pigs in blankets. <laughs> Do these animals help us understand what Christmas is all about? What is Christmas all about? And then who is Christmas for? Who's Christmas for? I can remember uh, thinking back to Christmas as a child, and Christmas was just full of fantastic memories. There was the build-up to Christmas. There was going with Dad to get a tree, and then coming home and, and decorating the tree. And then there's, there's breaking up for school and knowing that you have a full two weeks, maybe even a little bit longer, uh, off school. It was wonderful. Uh, and then you get to see the presents multiplying under the tree, and then uh, Christmas Day would finally come. Uh, there's carol services, there's opening all of those presents, there's going to grandma and granddad's, spending the day with family, having a wonderful Christmas lunch. Happy memories of Christmas as a child. When you're an adult, when you're a parent, uh, there's still all of that joy, there's still some of the excitement, uh, but there's also pressure. <laughs> Christmas is, is busy, there's things to organise, there's food to buy, there's responsibilities to fulfil. Sometimes it feels like there's not a lot of space on the calendar at Christmas time. And with all of that going on, sometimes uh, we can uh, come to the idea that Christmas is really for the children. Christmas is... For the children. Actually, there's some research that shows for a whole chunk of people, December is one of the most uh, depressing of months. So who's Christmas for? Is it, is it just for the children? Over the last couple of weeks uh, at Cape and Ray, we've been just going through Luke's gospel and focusing particularly on the songs that Luke records in his gospel. Uh, any of the kids, do, any of the kids can remember which songs we've looked at? 
Uh, we've done two songs so far in Luke's Gospel. It's where all the kids leave me hanging. We've done Mary's song. That was the first week. As Mary receives the news, she's going to give birth to the Saviour, the Christ. And then we did Simeon's song last week. Simeon was a priest in the temple. Uh, and this week, uh, we're thinking about the, the angels' song. We're listening to the angels as they sing to the shepherds on the hills outside Bethlehem. And the angels' song helps us with these two questions. What is Christmas all about? And who is Christmas for? I'm not sure what the angels would look like, but there you go. There's a picture uh, just to stimulate your imagination. What about these angels? In the pages of the Bible, angels show up on numerous occasions. In fact, if you know anything about the Christmas story, you know that angels are all over the Christmas story. They seem to be popping up all the time. And it's easy for us to make the mistake of thinking that if there really were angels, they seem to be appearing all the time. Well, maybe we should see them. And because I haven't seen an angel, maybe, maybe they don't exist. We've got to remember, though, in fact, the Bible spans a period of history of thousands of years. Thousands of years. And so actually, angel appearances in the record of the Scriptures are really not that frequent. But angels do show up at very significant points, and that's why they're all over the Christmas story. What are angels? Angels are spiritual beings. They're created by God, and they are God's messengers. When I was uh, a lad, I used to have a paper round uh, each Saturday morning up early, out, out on my bike to deliver the papers, the news. Angels are a little bit like paper boys. <laughs> they deliver the news. They bring news from heaven, from God's place, to earth, our place. That's their, that's their job. And they brought great news, heavenly news for the shepherds. Let me just read those verses again. Verse 11. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a saviour who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. The news the angels bring is a birth announcement. And it's not the ordinary scan picture on Facebook or whatever the kind of first century equivalent was. This is an extraordinary announcement because it's an extraordinary birth. It's the birth, as Victoria reminded us, of the king of the world, the saviour of the world, the one that God had promised to send. And after giving the news to the shepherds, this, this one angel is suddenly joined by countless other angels and they burst into song. And here's uh, the song that they sing. Might have been more words than this, I'm not sure, but this is what we have recorded Listen, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. So what is the first Christmas all about? The events of that first Christmas, first of all, are all about glory to God. The first words of this song are the most important words. That's maybe not the first answer that we would think of when we think what is Christmas all about. 
But Christmas is all about glory to God. The first words of praise to burst from angelic lips is glory to God. It's an impossible task for us, but just try and put yourself in the shoes, if angels wear shoes, of those angels. Just try and imagine what it was like for them. These angels are the beings that have served in God's presence. They've, they've seen his glory. And now they see the Son of God, the eternal Son of God, in whom the Father has for all eternity found absolute delight, the Son of God who created all things and who sustains all things, they see the Son born as a baby, cradled in Mary's arms, feeding at Mary's breast. We just sang about it in that song. He who made the starry skies there in the manger lies. This child come to rescue his people. It's such a, it's such a wonderful picture, isn't it? The, the manger scene of, of humble majesty. Glory to God, the angels sing. And that tells us, actually, as we look at the manger and as we see the baby Jesus, maybe we've got our ideas of glory wrong. <laughs> you see, when we think of, of glory, we're more likely to think of someone like uh, Augustus Caesar, Roman Empire, a man who can do whatever he wants, a man with power and wealth, a man who can turn the world upside down with a census calling everyone to travel to their hometown so they have to be registered. That's our idea of glory. But that's not true glory. The baby in the manger, that's glorious. The creator come as a creature, that's glorious. The Christ on the cross dying to save us. That's what glory looks like. God's glory is not only the center point of the Christmas story. God's glory is the center point of everything. It's the center point of history. It's the center point of our world. Just think about our solar system. Take you all back to school for a moment. You've got the solar system. You have the sun at the center. And all of the planets orbiting around the sun as the, the center point. And the gravitational pull of the sun keeps all of the planets in place, in perfect motion. God's glory is like that. It's the center point. And when the whole of creation, when we as human beings, when we behold his glory, when we see his worthiness, when we bask in his infinite beauty, then all will be in its proper place and everything will be in harmony. <laughs> but we don't always do that, do we? In fact, by nature, we never do that. We like to put ourselves at the centre. We like to put something else at the centre, money, possessions, relationships. And when we have anything else at the centre apart from the glory of God, that just leads to chaos. It makes us miserable. 
It makes those around us miserable. I wonder, did you know this morning that you were created, you were made to join in the angel's song. You were made to sing glory to God. One of the old catechisms of the church asks this question, what is the chief end of man? What were we made for? The answer the catechism gives is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. That's what you were made for. We're not made to put ourselves at the centre. We're made to sing glory to God. That's the first thing that Christmas is all about. The second thing that Christmas is all about is a good news message. A good news message. Listen to the angel's song again. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. What is this good news message that the angels sing about? It's peace on earth. Peace on earth. What do the angels mean by peace? Peace doesn't mean just the absence of hostility, the end of war. Although it does mean that. Peace is is God's word for wholeness, for completeness, uh, for a sense of well-being and satisfaction and safety. It's this Hebrew word shalom. And peace is what we long for. We long for peace. We long for everything to be in its right place. We long for order. And Christmas is good news of peace on earth. This peace that the angels sing about means peace with one another. It's the restoration of relationships. The prophets, when they uh, write uh, of this peace, they, they write about uh, swords and spears being, being beat into plows. <laughs> Put that in modern languages, that's, that's all tanks turned into tractors. <laughs> peace in our relationships. It's also about peace with ourselves. Peace on the inside. That's what we want, isn't it? Peace in place of paralyzing guilt. Peace in place of anxiety. Peace even in the uncertainties of life, a calming of the storm within our hearts. That's what we want. And the angels sing of peace. But most importantly, this peace is peace with God. Peace with the one who made us. This news of peace means that God's righteous anger against our sin is dealt with. And our rebellion towards him is overcome. Peace on earth. The baby in the manger, in fact, is given the name the Prince of Peace. How does Jesus bring about this peace? How? How does he do it? Let me read some words from the Apostle Paul. He says this, For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, that's Jesus, and through him, that's Jesus, to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. That's the price of peace. That's the foundation of peace, the sacrificial death of Jesus. 
Peace has been secured because Jesus' blood flowed. Once in history, on a hill outside Jerusalem. And do you know what? This Lord Jesus who was born, who died and who was raised, has promised to return. And one day, he's going to bring the fullness of his peace to the world. The fullness of his peace. I can remember as a child kind of longing for Christmas Day to come. You know, you start on the Advent calendar, December 1st, and it seems to an age before you finally get to Christmas Day, the anticipation. I still look forward to Christmas Day. But do you know what? I, I am longing <laughs> so much more for this day when Jesus returns. And I experience the fullness of this peace, this wholeness that he will bring. What's Christmas about? It's about glory to God and it's about peace on earth. Who is Christmas for? That's our second question. A little bit quicker with this one. Who is Christmas for? Christmas is not only for the children. Christmas, this news of Christmas is for everyone. Tori reminded us of that with the chocolate orange. This is news for everyone, news to share. Listen again to the angels. Fear not, for I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. And the fact that the news came to the shepherds first helps us to see that the good news really is for everyone. We've got some shepherds here this morning, so I'm going to tread uh, lightly and try not to offend anyone. But shepherds in the first century didn't have a good reputation. I'm sure, I'm sure it's different in the 21st century. I'm sure it is. But in the first century, they didn't have a good reputation. If shepherds were keeping sheep near your property, it's very likely that things would go missing. They were untrustworthy. So much so, their testimony wasn't valid in a court of law. They were poor, they were despised, they had no social standing. Again, 21st century is different. That's what it was like in the first century. And yet, the, the first people to hear this good news from the lips of the angels are these shepherds, the outcasts. So when it comes to receiving this good news, do you know what? It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you've done or, or not done. It doesn't matter what country you're born in. It doesn't matter what family you're born in. It doesn't matter whether you're rich or poor. It doesn't matter. This good news is for you. A saviour is born. A king is born. Christmas is for everyone. And yet, did you notice? Did you notice that when the angels sing, they, they just sing something a little bit different? So, glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth, peace to those on whom his favour rests. Some versions say, uh, towards those with whom he is pleased. Who are these people on whom the favour of the Lord rests? We need to be really clear. Uh, this group of people is not a group of people who are especially good, <laughs> who've made the grade. These people are not people who have earned God's favour. We remembered right at the start of the service, didn't we? Good, Christmas is good news of salvation for sinners who don't deserve it. So who are they? We could get into some kind of complex theological discussion about who these people are on whom God's favour rests. But let's try and just go right to the point. 
could say something like this. The message of Christmas is for everyone. It really is. It's good news for all people. But not everyone benefits from it. The good news of Christmas is really for everyone, but not everyone benefits from it. Only those who respond by believing in Jesus benefit. They're the ones on whom God's favour rests. Only those who will receive Jesus, the gift of a king and a saviour, only those who will turn to trust and follow him will share in this peace. That's the right response to the Christmas message. That's the, the right response to the coming of Jesus. The king is to submit to his rule. The saviour is to receive his forgiveness for yourself. And when you do that, that changes everything. But apart from Jesus, there can be no lasting peace. So what's Christmas all about? It's about glory to God. It's about peace on earth. And who is Christmas for? It's a good news message for everyone. And it demands a response from each of us. Before we sing our final song, I'm just going to read some words of Jesus. Victoria's already read them, actually. Uh, some of the best-known words in the, in the Bible. Jesus speaks these words to a man who's very religious. He's a man who's ticked all the religious boxes. And Jesus says, it's not enough. The man's called Nicodemus. And he says to Nicodemus, Nicodemus, you must be born again if you want to be part of God's kingdom. You must be born again. If you want to share in this peace, you've got to be born again. And Jesus goes on to say this. Just listen carefully to Jesus' words. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And then we get on to the response. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. Whoever. Anyone who believes in him is not condemned. But whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only son. Let's pray together. Dear Lord, we thank you again for the gift of our Lord Jesus. We pray for each of us this morning that you would help us to consider again what we've heard. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you offer yourself to all. We pray for each of us this Christmas that we may turn, trust, believe and follow. Lord, we thank you for your kindness and grace. Bless us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.